0: hey what's going on everybody welcome back to the mental mobility podcast this is episode number 142 we're going to talk about rewriting your story but before we do that i'm going to play some music so give me a second because i really like not this one nope this one i still like this song let me know if you're in the feed let me know if it's your first time here on the live comment up and introduce yourself and this is the first time i think we're going live on this actual new channel so i'm very excited to be here i'm very excited to have be a part of this well of course i'm going to be a part of it right that's pretty that's pretty stupid I, I, and i can't believe i said stupid the way i just said stupid stupid that doesn't make sense let me turn it off now and we will get to the show guys if you're free here for the first time on this channel my name is pete um, I talk about mental health. I talk about physical health and the correlation in between. I actually came up with a new title. So if you guys just jumped on to the YouTube, there's a new banner with me doing this. It's going to change, right? There's going to be a lot of changes as we go down through the line. But I actually forgot what it is. It's said underneath it. It was called "Experiences Something Something Something." Let me see. Uh, experience change through stories. I kind of realized that's how this channel goes, right? This is what um, what it is. This is what it does. This is the the method behind it. Through experiences, I have change, right? We experience change through stories, which means everything in life, you learn something, right? I learn it every single day, and I'm still learning things every single day. Like how, even even from like a technical standpoint, like how to do this and how to do that and watch this, should this light be on, Give me this face or this light should be on? I, you know, it's little different things that I'm learning in tools and inside this this world, but also more so, I'm learning a lot about life. And right? I'm learning a lot about man, letting go, accepting, going through, pushing through, not stopping. Or stopping, right? Quitting and not quitting is so many different aspects, and I feel like that's what happened in the whole um, grind culture. That whole you know push hard, hard work uh, culture really only allowed you to do that. It only allowed you to do one thing: don't stop, don't ever quit, keep going, push hard, keep going, push hard. At some point, you're gonna break. Right? Because for me personally, I pushed hard. I had discipline. I kept going. I pushed hard, kept going, pushed hard, kept going, got broken. I got broken physically first. Kept getting hurt. Knees, ankles, hips, neck, wrists. Broken, broken, broken. Now that just stacked onto more where I would just push hard, keep going, push hard, keep going, grind. Now I'm in the hospital. Now I lost my mental strength, and that's broken, and my heart is broken, and my mind was broken, and my body was broken. So that culture made me completely broken. I'm not going to say it did not help at times, it did not help at points, because you do have to not quit. You do have to keep going. You do have to push and grind, but you also have to stop, and you also have to quit. And you also have to take it easy. And you also have to recover. I feel like that should be the, 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 the rule for the rest of the world. Like you learn through it. It's like push hard, do your work, recover. And people don't talk about that. People don't talk about that aspect of training. They don't talk about that aspect of mentality. They don't talk about anything like that. Right? Mental health days are not days, right? They're, they're, they're days for babies. That's what everyone says. No, man, fuck you. I worked 48 hours straight on a project, plus take care of my kids, plus take care of my wife, plus working out, plus taking care of other people. I need a fucking mental health day. And I'm not saying that there's not people out there that say mental health day and they're just being lazy. There's a big difference, right? Some people are. Some people say, but what's wrong with being lazy? It's just a judgment. It's just a judgment of what other people may think of you or even what you think of yourself. But I think that's more important, don't you think? If you think you're being lazy, well, then accept the fact that you chose to be lazy. But if you think you're being lazy and now you want to be productive, well, then get up and do something light. Do something that is productive so you don't feel that way about yourself. This has gone completely into a different direction than I want to be, but kind of it'll wind in. To the story we're at, I'm going to tell you a story about rewriting mine, and I I found out some news this week that I have not told, maybe two people, and I'm fucking excited about it. But before that, we're going to go through the phone. See, I'm actually getting nervous because I have to tell you guys about this, this thing, and um, yeah, I'm a little nervous to tell you guys. Let me blow my nose. Oh, mm-hmm. so this is live, right? So I'm there's no cuts. There's no, I fucked up, so if I fuck up, I fuck up. I don't, don't really, never really cared, do I? You know, I'm just going to hopefully not waste your time. That's, that's the main thing. Happy Saturday, by the way. If you guys have any questions, please, just just tap it up. I put out a post yesterday about asking people to interview for the show. I'm so happy with the response because the people that have contacted me are the ones that I knew were going to. I just knew it. Right. It's I wanted them to. And it's weird that you put this like this thought out into the world. And they're the people that I want to talk to. They're the ones that I want to know more about. They're the exact ones that I that just make me think, how are they doing? What's going through their brain? How is everything in their life? And they're the ones that have contacted me. And I'm very excited to say that we have a bunch of interviews lined up for the podcast, whether it's going to be audio a uh, video, a script. I don't know. Whatever is more comfortable for them is the one I'm going to try my best to be as creative as possible to bring their story onto the show. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I don't want anyone to be on camera and have to do this stuff because they don't feel good doing it. right? I would rather them be comfortable, share the story, and then from there, we can figure out what we do with it. But at some point, it doesn't matter because now we're learning more about them and their stories will impact you. You know, their stories will impact me. That's why I love literally this platform. That's why I love doing what I do. So we're going to go to the, if you guys this is the first time, I go through little memes that I take pictures of on Instagram because, you know, I don't want to save stuff because usually don't really look at it, but you will um, sometimes go through it on your phone, but most of the time you just forget that you took a picture of it and then you just delete it anyway because it's not important anymore. So I believe that I take these pictures of these mental health stuff because it is important. right? It, it, it is something. So we're going to go through three. Let's go through three. of I usually do like three a day. Some of them may or may not make sense to you. But that's what it is. And usually I'll do it. And then what do I mean usually? I did it once. I mean usually. I'll put the picture up on a screen over there. I guess you can see that just things to never say to a person that is bipolar, a bipolar person, right? And it'll go through it. So here are things that I definitely hear and I've heard throughout my life, even when I didn't know I was bipolar, right? Why can't you just be happy? Ooh, think about that. I'm not very happy with you right now. Why can't you have one day where you feel good? You're the only You're only feeling this way because the episode and you will be okay in a while. You've been like this for so long. Why or what happened now? Can you tell the frustration from the person that is asking the question? Are you manic right now? When they, are you manic right now? When they look happy or excited? I don't know what that one meant. That one, did someone else write that one? Because that, that, that quote I'm reading it right. Are you manic right now when they look happy or excited? Maybe there should be parentheses on that. I don't know. I don't know how to read that. So you look. It's somewhere there. It's on the bottom right. It says, are you happy now when they look excited? I don't know. But anyway, these are things that I definitely hear. And you can hear the frustration in the quotes, right? And it's usually the person that is close to um, the person with bipolar, the person diagnosed, usually a spouse. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, mother, father, brother, sister, someone close because they don't know what to do anymore. Right? They don't know how to handle this. And there's one thing that I heard yesterday. Um, I went to a, I guess you want to say like a group workout in Las Vegas here with uh, vets. So it's called MVP. It was uh, merging veterans and players. So it's a pretty much a group. Um, I don't know how to say the words, but long story short, a bunch of vets and ex professional players work out, right? They, we go train. And I went there yesterday. It was at uh extreme couture, which is not a fashion bag or, or shoes. It's an MMA gym. It's a professional MMA gym. And my friend Jordan, who also listens to the podcast, he invited me out there to see what they do. Now, I can't tell you everything that happens there, but I can give you a little bit of a a paint a picture for what it has happened. So let's say 20, 30 guys and girls, men and women, are training together. So they're on the mats. Um, there's a lead instructor. He trained yesterday. It was more like boxing and stand up, and just really moving. It's nothing uh, intense. We're not going at it. We're just talking. We're we're doing skill work, like you know, punching, some kicks, some knees, some line drills. Just really getting the body going. Some people are in really great shape, and some people actually compete and fight. Some people are not in good shape, and some people do not compete and fight. They're just there because we they understand that movement is key. Right? But even more importantly is once it's done, the second hour, it's a two-hour thing. The second hour is a powwow. So they'll get together in the cage or on the mat, depending on how many people there are, and they talk. And it's group. Guys, it reminded me of group therapy, except with stories that I've never heard of in my entire life. Because I cannot relate to those stories because they're mainly Army, Navy, uh, Air Force, or Marines. right? They're veterans. And they have amazing, amazing stories. But the one thing that I could not do, and the one thing that it's the same thing with this, this post, is that we don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. So if someone is talking and is either crying or just babbling or happy or excited or scared, we do not understand how they are actually feeling at that moment. We cannot understand their emotions. We cannot make them happy. We cannot make them sad or angry. You can make them angry for sure by telling them things like, why aren't you happy? Telling them things like, I'm not very happy with you right now. Well, of course not. But what I heard from a lady, she goes, both people need to have counseling. And that's why there is couples counseling. That's why there is. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because maybe the other person that has counseling or needs counseling also needs their spouse to be there to understand how to redirect their wording to work together in this situation to become better. Right. And I'm really, really, really lucky because I'm sure my wife has lost her fucking mind, but she's so compassionate and caring and understanding that she knows she just knew a little bit on how to, and she researched a shit for her by herself. Right? She, she knows she just knew how to word things a little better. You know, in the beginning, it was rough. They're asking things like, "Why can't you do this?" Why can't you? you know? It's things that we cannot control. But the worst thing to do is to, if we're thinking that you're upset, it hurts us. But then, for you to validate that emotion by letting us know that you are upset, now we're just like, "What the fuck?" And now it's whatever defense strategy you have internally is what's going to come out. For me, I get defensive. I get angry. I want to fight. Right? I want to argue. I don't want to fight I want to, I mean, of course I want to double leg my wife through a wall sometimes. Of course, that's then that, if you don't want to double leg your spouse at some point in your life, then you don't have a really healthy relationship. You got fake. I'm just saying. Gotta be able to double leg him. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is you don't know what the other person is feeling. So before you react and you say things like, Why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just have one day where you feel good? It's because we don't know why. Someone who's bipolar does not understand why. We tr- we're trying. many times I get up, and if I'm depressed or mad, like I'm trying to be happy. That's why we fucking buy stuff. Because we believe the things we buy are going to make us happy. We are happy. We're just trying. That's happy right now. And us trying to be happy is very difficult. I was trying to find a silver lining, silver lining playbook, right? That was a movie about bipolar, whatever that guy with nice hair from Hangover. Bradley Cooper was in it. But no one understands the swings. No one understands how to, how to handle that. And it's just you have to do your research too. You know, you have to kind of understand a little more about where that person may be going through. And I spent a lot of time on that one on that one meme. So let's go to the next one, which is I had it yesterday. Is this the one? I asked her, "Can you heal? She answered. Oh, this one's not a bad one. I like this one because I saved it because I felt like it was good. Uh, this is my friend. Where is this? this is a guy named um, from Arizona, Casey. So I got this from his stories, and I took a picture of it because it was cool. They asked her, "Can time heal you?" She answered. You are the key to your own healing, not time. Hurt, trauma, and dense conditioning will continue sitting in your mind, impacting your emotions and behavior until you go inward. What heals is self-love, learning to let go, self-awareness, and building new habits. This is by Young Pueblo, Intention. This was huge and he wrote on the screen, he said, inward, move inward. And that's kind of what it is, right? Like that's everything because you can hurt, you can have trauma. It's always going to be there, right? And that's what we're learning through dbt and cbt is how to live in our lives not like, there's no there's no such thing like here's the problem with cbt right cbt was developed by i don't know who i don't really care and i can tell you later but dbt was developed from that because there's a lot of mistakes from cbt that didn't work with bpd a lot, of, a lot of acronyms right people that are bipolar or borderline borderline whatever that's all you need to know i think we know it Border, borderline personality disorder it didn't work for them Right, because they couldn't get rid of the trauma, right? They couldn't stop thinking about the trauma, and the the current ways or the 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 outlook CBT is about like outlooking didn't work for them. That's why they made DBT, which is more in the moment, at the time, more mindfulness, right? More exercise that keep you right now, because that's what counts for people with bipolar. That's what counts for people with uh BB. B, B, D, P, B, whatever, WXYZ. But that's where we were in moving inward and understanding that self-love and self-care and taking care of ourselves and and believing in ourselves and just kind of rewriting the short story, which is right now, will help us throughout the day. Is it going to solve it? No. That's going to take more than anything. Trauma. Is going to take more than anything. It's the most work you ever do, and it's still going to be there. Right? Think about think about about addicts when they talk about like alcohol. They talk about drugs. They always, every day, they want to fucking drink. Every day, they want to do drugs. They just choose not to because the current moment feels better than what they know it's going to happen. And sure, they're going to fall. And sure, they may. Stop at some point and then get back on. But it's not the point. It's ongoing. And that's the same thing with this, right? Can time heal you? It's no. Time will not heal you, right? Just leaving it alone is not ignoring the fact that there was something that happened in your life is not going to heal you. What's going to heal you is doing things for you like exercise, workout, eat rife, talk, talk nice to yourself. What else was on here? Self-love? L- let go. Letting go. That wasn't us, right? And the rewriting of the story part is the whole letting go, which is, I think, probably the hardest thing to do, right? Letting go of who we were, letting go of what we want to become. There was another quote that I read, um, I listened to, and maybe I have it. Uh, We live, this one's a good one. We live in the intersection of two imaginary roads, past and the future. You understand that? We live in the intersection of imaginary roads, past and the future. And it's what the most would drives us crazy, right? Because we always care about what we used to do and or we really love and care about what it is or stress about, about what it is we can be. But what we forget about is what right here. It's right here. What am I doing right now? Fucking, I'm talking to a microphone with 17 bright lights in my face. This camera is live streaming into the world to space and then going to you. Isn't that fucking amazing? Isn't it, Think about that. Think about this right now. You're watching me do all this from my garage while this stuff somehow hits the internet. Or the internet somehow goes to space and then goes to every single person that tunes in. Imagine. Remember, I used to write letters. I used to write you a letter, and then you would get it ten years from now. And by that time, it was already your thirteenth birthday. And I sent it on my eighth birthday.
1: It's just amazing.
0: I don't know where I went with that. I really went with that. But the, the present moment, and we just talked about that with DBT, and how that skill really brings us to, into the present moment. A lot of things I don't agree with. A lot of things are too like, oh, what? Get out of here! Like that skill just doesn't work for me, but that skill may work for other people. And if you guys want to know more skills, that's all I talk about on my shorts. It's just all designed to teach and just talk about DBT skills and even on this platform. So subscribe up. Make sure you guys get into it because that's where I spend a lot of my time on the, the, the little short form stuff is explaining what DBT skills were best for me. I'm not going to give you one that I've never used. Right, there's a 1,000 that I stayed away from. I'm not going to sit here and smell a fucking flower right, and tell you about how beautiful the flower is. I just don't do it. Instead, I'm going to grab a, a steak, and I'm going to smell the steak, and I'm going to s- fucking look at it, I'm going to tell you how rare or medium rare it is, how much salt it needs, or maybe a coating of pepper, and I'm going to get into that moment instead. You know, Everyone's different. Everyone has their thing, but it doesn't mean we avoid it, and I think that's the one thing that we do do. Do do. Is we avoid the fact that things have happened in our life. And we avoid the fact that things are far-fetched for us. So either one just stresses us out. But the main thing we do forget is what's happening right now. Right? I can think about all the shitty shit that's going to happen today, which I do a lot. Trust me. I got things coming up that involve people and traveling. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fucking fan at all. But. When it gets there is when I'll approach it. look I'm again I'm getting tight right now thinking about it. Okay, real tight <laughs> thinking about traveling <laughs> There my wife tells me like hey, you know what we could do We could take a plane too yeah or we can go over here. yeah, Nice. it's very easy for you to travel. The process of traveling in my mind is insane not that i'm scared to fly i'm not scared to go into the air that's not it i'm scared to go into airports <laughs> i have a traumatic event that i'll tell you in another time that just ruined my travel experience forever and it's just hard for me to like get excited about getting up and going somewhere i'm not scared of flying guys i'm scared of the uh, customs. <laughs> Ain't that weird? That's weird shit. Um, someone opened the door. And uh, that's really what it is. So anyway, uh, so that was the longest segment ever uh, for what that was going to be. But I'm going to talk about rewriting. Story. And I don't have to like, this is the news. Like, here's the news that I want to tell you guys from the beginning. That I was excited about um, rewriting your story a little, I'll give you a five minute backstory. If you don't know me, I live my dream, right? I've had a dream about owning a gym and developing relationships and getting on this and proving myself that I am a, a pretty well-known fitness strength coach. And not that I've been at the pinnacle, but I've, I've done a lot of that. I've had a gym for 12 years, met amazing people through, have amazing coaches in it, best friendships of my life. professionally. I've made enough of a following to where people knew people came to me to to learn how to work out all the time. People came to me to ask me questions about dieting and exercise and Tough Mudders and Spartan races. I've, I made my first YouTube to my really successful YouTube channel, but making a channel about Tough Mudder and it went for a good three years until they sued me and I had, to sh- I had to shut it off. But I had a good 12,000 people following And in 2012. That was pretty good amount of subscribers. Don't you think? We we're at the mode where we we're trying to make ebooks and I made them. I did all the stuff and then my stupid ass never asked for permission. So they just sent me the old, if you don't fucking stop, uh, we're going to sue you. So that's great. Of course, did I listen in the beginning? Hell no. Come sue me first. Come, let's talk. Let's talk to lawyers over and over and over again. I knew I wasn't going to win. I knew I wasn't going to win. So I would just talk to the lawyers on purpose because I know that the longer that they had to talk to me, the more Tough Mudder had to pay them to talk to me. So I knew I was losing, right? I was losing. They're going to take down my website. They're going to take down my YouTube channel. They're going to take down my videos. They're going to take away all the sales. So I had to get something because you're not beating that company, right? Instead, I just kept them on the phone for a long period of time and just kept saying no. And kept saying no, and then they would mail me more stuff. I have another phone meeting, and then they kept saying no. So those hours were logged in, and I'm sure a Tough one had to pay a couple thousand dollars just to get rid of me. So I was happy with that. Anyway, um, that, that was that was it. Man, my brain is definitely not in, in a in a in a focused place today. When is it? And I was talking about rewriting stories. So I right, like I said, see how happy I talk when I talk about what I did like this that feeling of joy and excitement and passion about helping people like do something that they don't believe they can do right and I used exercise and working out to, to for them to do that and anyone that you've any if you could talk to anyone that's trained with me at crank or anywhere we'll tell you like this is what I do best and when we got here I wanted nothing to do with training I wanted nothing to do with working out. I stopped working out. I was, like, over 200 pounds. I didn't want to do anything until I found jiu-jitsu, which is a funny story because now Coach Dustin is actually going to interview, which I'm really happy about. Because he's the first person that I met here that got me into, like, working out consistently. So, I'm, you know, he doesn't know the story that I've – my side of the story. But that's why I'm, I'm happy that he'll be a uh, part of it. But I missed it. You know, And I hated that I hated working out. I hated that I hated coaching. I hated that I had to prove to everyone back in the East Coast that I was doing something with my life. Because then I would just post stuff up and I would just work doing, selling stuff and doing this podcast and showing people how much I do, how much I do, this is what I do, this is what I do. The reason I posted so much about what I did is because I hated the fact that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't doing what it is I loved. I love this now. Right? I love this now. But when I was doing it three years ago, when we first got here, I was doing it because it's all I had. I didn't have work. I had no friends out here. I had my family. But it was just hard because I hated myself. I hated myself for leaving. I hated myself for getting away and running away. I hated myself for not sticking it out. I don't know. Technically, I did the best thing that I could have done for me and my family. Because that dream was crushing me. You know, like you hit the dream and you try to hold on to it for so long. You try to hold on to it, but it's slowly, slowly diminishing and slowly, slowly going away. And the world is taking it away from you little by little. And then all of a sudden the world just took it away and I didn't have any more mental fortitude to hang in there much longer. So with that sad fast forward, here we are. I was bartending for this whole past year, pretty much bartending, making great relationships. Awesome guys, awesome girls, just like hanging out, drinking, making drinks. It wasn't like a a pump and dump place where I was like making a fucking box of soda with a lime and dumping it. No, I was making like craft cocktails, things that made sense, things that were like unique, things that tasted delicious. And I never understood that. I never understood that because I only drink whiskey. Right? I just drink whiskey on the rocks, maybe neat if I want to be fancy. And then that's it. My main goal was not for taste. My main goal was to get fucked up, and get rid of my problems. That's the only reason I drank. Right. I wasn't there to be like, hey, you know what really tastes good? A margarita with salt on it. No, fuck that shit. Give me the tequila, double size that. And just no more, no lime, no simple sugar, no agave, no salt. Just tequila, full glass, and I'll down it in five seconds. And then I'll feel better about myself. So that's why I drank. With them, we created. We were artistic. We made things, designed things. It was it was great. And then things just started falling apart. And it kind of felt like the same thing was happening all over again. I was so into it. Like, I I was so into it, so into mixology. And then the stuff behind us started like cracking down and management started changing and things and then money and people started hating each other and just felt like not a good environment. And I fell prey to it. You know, I ate it up because I really didn't want to be there. So I quit. (laughs) Another job. I just fucking left. And that's what we we're talking about earlier in the podcast was like, sometimes you got to quit. you know, let go of shit. That just kind of doesn't feel good. I think it just brings you down. And so then I was stuck in a rut, put it in indeed applications all day long. Thousands of indeed applications. Thanks. If you didn't even give me an interview, one person called me, one person called me back and I interviewed with them and it went great. Then I had an audition And I'll talk more about that audition another time, but long story short, I am now coaching again at a place called the raw fitness in Henderson, Nevada. I think it's in Henderson. I don't know yet. It's somewhere over there. And I'm now coaching again. And I'm excited. You know, when I went in there and I, I did my audition I ran, helped run the boot camp, and it was my turn to go. And you know, like, you, people are nervous for interviews, and you're just nervous? It just wasn't. Of course, I was nervous because it was, like, I don't want to fuck up the microphone type thing. Or I hate my outfit right now. My outfit was the worst outfit ever. If you could picture, like, a white guy that is uh, just, like, went to the gym and then went to church right after, that's what I look like. 100. Oh, like, an Indian guy. You know Indian, like, dads? They wear, like... Dress shoes, white socks, uh, athletic shorts, and then a polo. That's kind of how I felt the entire time. That's because, And then a beanie. And then, of course, I had a beanie. And anyway, I did it. No fear, no nothing. It just felt so natural. I wasn't scared to make the drink in front of someone. I wasn't scared to overpour. No, I was in my element. I was training. I was helping people. I was cueing people. I was motivating people. I was moving around the room. It really is the best thing for ADHD. It really is the best thing for people to have just that focus factor. And for me, it's just something I'm really good at. And I'm, I'm in. I start Tuesday. You know. So the moral of the story here is as we close out this live podcast, thank you guys for coming out today, is that The story's never over. Sometimes we just never listen to the signs. Right? The story's never over. Well, your story. But each chapter might be done. You know what I'm trying to say? Everyone's trying to rewrite their whole story. The whole story is very long. Right? And you're all searching for that one goal, which is most likely happiness. Right? Passion, money, something. And it comes, but each chapter comes to an end. And sometimes during each chapter, there's going to become a climax. There's going to be something that's going to fucking fuck everything in the movie up. right? Something in that movie. It's always, it's no matter what. If you take creative writing, if you watch a thousand movies, there's that part of the movie that I try to fast forward because I want to watch that shit. What happened? All right, we'll do this. I don't know what happened. Can you guys hear me? I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Way to fucking. Can I do this? Uh, all right. Let's go. How did this happen? Let's see. Way to go, guy. We just fuck it all up. Out of nowhere. Did the camera run out? Oh, it's plugged in though. Isn't it? All right. So we're going to do this. I'm going to this. There we go, and that's what happens during live. So I'm going to talk to you guys through my Facetime one. But where was I? <laughs> where I? So in the moral, in the stories, right? There's always going to be that climax that we all watch that I fast forward through because I don't want to watch the uncomfortable, terribleness that's going to happen to this person or persons. But after it's done, right? It goes down, and it goes back. Like a whole new chapter, a whole new uh phase of life. And you'll see them walking away into the desert sun. And that's kind of how it is. Right? It's it's what it's what it is that's happening right now. Is at the beginning of the movie it was so great. Chapter one, two, three, chapter four, COVID, chapter five, the death, chapter six, you're in the hospital, chapter seven, boom, you're gone eight, nine, 10, 11, chapter 12, right? Story is not over. There's no such thing as rewriting your story. Your story's already made, but you can start a new chapter every single time you fall. You can start a new chapter every single time. Something doesn't work our way. Something doesn't fit into the the diagram of your life that you have in your head. But what we have to do is we have to close those other chapters. They're still a very important part of the book. Chapter one, two, three, four, five, even the climax part, the most important parts of your life and your story are those chapters. That's the base and the foundation. But it doesn't mean we can't skip over some. It doesn't mean we can't just be like, you know what, chapter seven, thanks. I don't like that chapter. That's too long. There's no pictures in it. Let's go to 8, 9, 10 And start rewriting something different. Let's start remaking. we creating new chapters. I'm completely talking out of my ass right now, by the way. I don't know where this came from. But it just popped up in my head. I didn't, I don't script it. I'm not talking about, I was talking about rewriting the story. Because Google said that was a good headline. Honestly. And now, come think about it. It really isn't. I mean, it's good. But at the same time, I think creating new chapters and skipping some, but leaving the whole book open for as long as you can. is pretty much the moral of the story or the, or the moral of the podcast. So I will see you guys later. If you want to check out this, Bucktown.org, support local fighters. Always a, a good one. I don't want to say it's my sponsor. I want to say I sponsored them because they mean a lot to me. And it's not Bucktown for this line. It's called Lovers and Fighters. So if you look into the back, but you can't, it's called Lovers and Fighters. And with that, I believe that is something, it's not just about fighting, right? And when I say support local fighters, right, it doesn't mean that you have to put gloves on to fight. It doesn't mean you have to get into a ring to fight or hit the mats or compete. We fight every single day. Right, we fight every single day with this thing, and this thing, and then this thing. Right, it's your past, and your future, and then your present mind, and we emotionally fight every single day, and that's why I really love the the message that's portrayed out of this hoodie, t-shirt, hat, whatever it is that they have. And if you can, check it out because the proceeds don't go to the company. It goes to the people that they represent, the fighters off-seas, the fighters and wrestlers in New Jersey, in wherever else they're from, Florida now, in Chile. So I'll see you guys later. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for coming out today. And have a great motherfucking weekend from the Mental Mobility Podcast, episode number 142. I had to remember that. I'll talk to you guys soon, and I'll see you guys later. End stream now.